All right, guys, finishing the year with a bang with another big fight locked in. Our next guest is the reigning NMF champion. One of the most exciting strikers in the sport is back in the house. He takes on Bilal Muhammad on the 18th of December. That's 19th here in Australia. The nicest guy in the game with the Naruto hoodie, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> welcome, back, welcome back to the show, man. How are you? Thanks for having me, man. I'm feeling good. Just got done doing a good workout, so I got them endorphins going. I'm feeling I'm feeling dandy right now. But yes, man, I'm glad you noticed the Naruto uh, hoodie, man. A huge fan. I don't know if you if you're into the Naruto, you know, scene, but uh, I am. I feel like there's a real Naruto scene going on in MMA as well. Like a lot of great fighters sort of take inspiration from it. And dude, I was gonna say. Obviously, like you're killing it. You got the What's Up Everybody podcast, and then you've got your YouTube channel, and you're killing it with the vlogs and the Technique Tuesdays and stuff. But I know before as well, like you'd be teaching karate throughout the whole day and then training at night. Are you still keeping the same crazy schedule leading into this fight? Always. It never, <laughs> nothing ever changes, right? So, yeah, man. The, I mean, the only day I have off, and it's really not a day off, is a Sunday because that's when me and my brother Sweet Tea do the filming for our YouTube channel. So we'll do like two, uh, sometimes three videos that day. So yeah, man. During the week, I'm training in the I'm training in the morning, afternoon, night. Some days it's just the afternoon and at night, but still picking up kids from school, um, still teaching classes throughout the day, and it it does not slow down around here, man. Doesn't slow down, but. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. Yeah, respect for the frenzied pace, man. I don't know. I don't know how you keep that up. Uh, but exciting times, man. You've got this fight scheduled with Bilal Muhammad uh, before the end of the year, so another nice one to sort of finish the year off. What was your reaction when uh, Bilal came across the desk? And it does kind of feel like a little bit short notice. I imagine you knew beforehand that this fight was coming together, but you know, from from where we stand, this was only just announced. Well, number one, like you know. We had some like, okay, so our the UFC came to us and was like, hey, how does Bilal Muhammad sound? This was about several weeks back and I was I was in shape. You know, I'm like, dude, you know, thank you, Bilal. Thank you. You know, this is this is what was going in my head. Let's make this happen. Um, I love I love Bilal Muhammad. Uh, he's been trying to have me on his dang podcast for forever. And I, I feel bad because I every time it happens, something always messes up on my end. Mm. Right. He's got like this Zoom thing and it never works on my end. So I was never oh, able so to you've go on tried. a show. You've actually tried it. You, you've had it scheduled and it just failed on the day. Yes. Uh. Yes. And, and and that's and of course, that's my fault. But still, I love the guy, man. And had, and I'm, I'm so happy that he wanted to uh, take this fight because I wanted another fight in this year. Um, you know, I've been out recently the past few years with injuries. So it's been fairly difficult to me to get in there. You know, with the the Vicente Luque, uh, it was a year before I fought. Uh, then I fought Jeff Neal, which is crazy. It was about the same time this year. Uh, this year was last year. I was uh, I was like the last fight of 2021, and I was co-main event. Main event ended up backing out. We ended up moving to main event, and I'm co-main event for this one, last card of 2021. So it's pretty cool. So I'm I'm just excited to to face off against a uh, um, a guy like Bilal Muhammad, and he's a uh, He's he's funny, man. I love that guy. I think he's great. Good fighter. Good person. Good personality. And uh, we're going to put on the show for for the fans for sure.
Yeah, and I think, man, we've all been so lucky. Like, all the fights that are being locked in for the end of the year now and then seeing your fight added on it, it's like, man, what, what world are we living in? The second half of this year has just been absolutely insane. But with Bilal, man, so... When you were looking at him, did you look at possibly filling in for that Jorge Masvidal fight against Leon Edwards at all at UFC 269? Did that come across your desk at all? Did you try to put your hand up for that? And did you have any other names that come ac came across your desk? I know like Hamzat was looking for a fight as well towards that period, or was it always Bilal? It, it was kind of always Bilal. And I knew that, you know, Leon Edwards was supposed to get that fight with uh, Jeff, uh, with, um, excuse me, uh, Masvidal. Mm. And Masvidal came out with an injury, so I knew that Leon Edwards, after that fight, after that announce that I had it announced, got there on social media, I knew who was going to wait for the title. So there was really no real, you know, push for me to try and fight Leon Edwards. How, how did you know? How did you know he was going to wait? Um, well, I knew he for for the longest he's been wanting to get that title fight right, and it's well deserved. I think he's got had like what a ten fight winning streak or nine fight winning streak. I'm not sure. But he's deserving of it. Like he fought, his last fight was obviously Nate. Um, ended up beating him. He actually fought Bilal, I think, before that, and they had a controversial eye poke. But I mean, the guy needs to be fighting for the title, and I kind of knew he was going to wait um, for that, just in my head and the way kind of he was he was talking in uh, recent interviews and things like that. But, uh, you know, I tried to fight Masvidal again, but he has the injury. So I don't see that happening. I wanted to get a fight in before the, for the end of the year. And this, this came up. So I'm like, I jumped on it. I'll, and it does seem last minute right now. I mean, because it's just now coming out. Um, you know, we were kind of waiting on the contracts and the verbal agreement before we can actually go out there and put it on social media. So once he said yes, I was like, all right. So I've been training as if I was facing him. Because many, you know, uh, about four four weeks ago, it might have been, we got the 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 call to say, hey, it could be Bilal Muhammad. And that's kind of who I've been picturing at the moment. And, um, yeah, once you have that face, man, that's kind of all you think about, right? You kind of think about just, you know, how you're going to fight this guy. So I try to just focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good that you're going to be, you know, nice and ready and prepared for Bilal. But just quickly, going back to Leon for a second, I agree with you 100% that Leon does deserve the next title shot. And in a perfect world, he could wait and get that nice next title shot and fight Kamar Usman. But we're hearing rumblings that maybe it's going to be Hamza versus Gilbert Burns. And, you know, Dana White kind of beats the drum of like, if you wait, you're going to get passed up. So I guess the question is, do you think that Leon actually gets the title shot, even though he deserves it? Or do you think there's a chance that, you know, if, if Hamza, for example, beats Gilbert Burns, he might get the next shot instead? I think it should go Leon Edwards. I think it, sh it should. It should go Leon. But, you know, everybody's on the Hamza train. You know, he's very popular right now. He's been smashing people. Um and that's he's kind of the talk of the talk. And if somebody that exciting, um, it's crazy because he's got such a big following from Russia. I think he even has more followers in the champ than Kamara Usman. He's got all of Russia following this guy. So he's got a whole country behind him. So that that right there is a good incentive and, and excitement for Dana White and the UFC to make that fight happen. If that Gilbert Byrne fight comes through. But it you know, on paper, it should be Leon Edwards for sure. Mm.
By the way, uh, Stephen Thompson versus Kamza, that's an exciting fight for the fans. I hope we get to see that at some point. But you, you were in there with Gilbert Burns last, and you mentioned on the vlog how, apart from the fact that you lost the fight, like you didn't take too much damage in the fight. But I'm curious, how do you see this potential Hamzad-Gilbert Burns fight going? Do you think the momentum continues that Hamzad keep winning? Or do you think Burns is the guy that stops it all? Because he's an incredible fighter, Gilbert Burns, and one of the toughest guys in the division, as you know. Yeah, and, and very powerful, very strong. He's a very strong guy. I mean, I felt his power in myself whenever he held me down for three rounds, pretty much. You know, he was not letting me up. Um, he was a little tired after that, after that third round. He, he looked a little tired. If it goes, if they do end up fighting and it's a five-round fight, you know, he could possibly tire out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, he's a submission specialist. You don't see him use it a whole lot, though. You know what I mean? He's not, he not recently. Mm. Like, he tried to stand and bang with uh, Kamara Usman, and that could possibly be just because Kamara Usman takedown defense is so good. Yeah. So he felt maybe he just felt like it was just not even worth it. Um, but he's high level. He didn't even try to submit me, which is weird, you know? Uh, I figured he was at least try to do that, but he didn't. Probably watching um, the vlogs and knew how deadly you were. <laughs> didn't want to yeah, mess around. Yeah. Saw Sweet Tea and the boys. And they, I don't want to end up like this. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a great fight, man. I mean, he goes up there and does work with guys at the top five. Then, man, you you got to do nothing but you you have to believe. You got to believe. You got to jump on the train. You know what I mean? He goes out there and does work. You got to jump on the train. Right now, he's just been smashing guys. So it's almost like effortlessly. You know, and it feels as almost the guys he's facing are kind of beat before they even get out there, right? Um, he's he's crushing guys, and you and it's so he beat everybody like in the first round, so it's hard to really see his whole arsenal because those guys from Kazakhstan and Russia, man, I feel like those guys have been training since they were three, you know, um, and MMA, not really MMA, but what's the sport I'm thinking of? They do over there. Yeah. Uh, Sambo. Yeah, Sambo, yeah. man. They've been doing that since, you know, since they're young. And not only that, some of the best wrestlers in the world are from there. You know, so I feel like, you know, if they don't go to the Olympics, they go MMA. Mm. So you're talking high level guys. And there's a lot of, there's a, they're, they're, they're more and more coming to the UFC. So we, uh, as, as Americans and Brazilians and come, you know, from these other countries, we got to step our game up because these guys are coming for blood, man. These guys are smashing dudes. And kind of the same controversial in that 155 division, sure, with, uh, with um, what's his name? Uh, Islam. Islam, you know? Uh, I know there's controversy there that he might be getting the title shot or he might be fighting for, for it next. And I know there's some beef, I guess, between him and I don't know if it's Michael Chandler, but somebody, and maybe Gaethje, it might be Gaethje. I've been seeing all kinds of stuff on Twitter, mm -hmm. him going back and forth and Khabib jumping in too. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's exciting, man. It's an exciting time for sure. Yeah, UFC in 2030 is just going to be a bunch of dudes with beards and no mustaches. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Me and Sweet Tea joke about that all the time. Like, There's going to be some if good you're posts. facing off a guy with a beard and no stash, you're in for a rough yeah. night. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. in for a rough Me night. Me and Casper decided to do Sambo there for a period just for a bit of fun. And man, it was a real experience. Definitely a different kind of breed. But I'm curious, Stephen, you mentioned people getting on the train if he beats Gilbert Burns. Are you on the Hamza train yet or do you still need to see more yourself? Man, I, it's like it's like right there, like one little more thing, and then I'm on it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And in the future, you could possibly definitely be seeing us fight as well. I mean, he's he's could be fighting Gilbert Burns. He'd be right there with me, you know, with all with all the top five. 
And I think you're, he, you know, for him to really get, it's going to have to be somebody like uh, Covington with that wrestling pedigree uh, to really test him, right? Because he's known for his wrestling, his control on the ground. And so are, so is Usman and Colby Covington and these guys. So not really, not really Gilbert. Gilbert's more a, a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, likes to throw a little bit of boxing, but his wrestling is, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, he got me down, but still, you looking at the top wrestlers in the division with Colby Covington and Usman. So it may be, it may take one of those guys to kind of really show us how good he really is. Yeah, I was gonna say you mentioned the the wrestling. Um, when when it comes to like your last fight against Gilbert Burns, how did you kind of move on from that one, especially heading into this Bilal fight? Like, what were your kind of big takeaways and stuff? Well, I mean, it, it, it was easy. And there was a little bit of mistake. There was some mistakes that I made. Number one, um, my first mistake fighting out there with Gilbert was not keeping him on his heels. You know, I was kind of hesitating a little too much. And what kind of threw me off was the way, you know, he shot in. Normally he doesn't shoot that low. So it was kind of, kind of, kind of weird. But I made some, some adjustments with my takedown defense and my reaction time. Uh, being a little bit more aggressive, keeping him on there in his heels. And it was almost weird for that fight. Like I was more worried about the takedown than I was worried about what I was going to do to him. So it was a mindset switch. You know, I got I to gotta stop thinking about what he's going to do me and be thinking <laughs> about what I want to do to him. So you like you're going to stab you know, him with that motion. <laughs> I know, man. And I was so, I was so mad at myself. So mad at myself after that fight. I'm like, What? I was like, this guy literally just held me down for three rounds, and I let it happen. I let him get on the leg. I let him take me down, and I just let it happen. Um, and I had some spurts there in the second and third round where I did have him on his heels, and I did have him hurt, right? I knocked him down with a spin hook kick to the head and kind of backed off. Why did I do that? It's so crazy because you're thinking about – you can only think about that after a fight. Like, why the heck did I do that? You know what I mean? Why can I not make myself think that way during the fight? But – there's no thinking out there, man. It's, you're just like, sometimes it just doesn't feel right at the moment, you know? And Well, you learn, man. You learn. So it was easy for me. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm excited about this fight. Um, and I'm confident right now on my takedown defense. I got Chris Wyman coming in. Chris Wyman's back, y'all. He's back into training. He's going to be helping me out for this camp. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. And also, I think the inactivity, like, I'm not sure how much that would have had an effect on you, but... It, no matter what kind of athlete you are, what kind of fight, fighter you are, when you're out of that octagon for a certain amount of time, it is better to sort of stay active, which is why it's great to see you fighting Bilal so soon. I mean, Burns, Bilal, who knows, maybe Leon Edwards, and then eventually Kamara Usman. Do you see yourself sort of going down this prep of versing these, you know, predominant grapplers, really good grapplers in the division as you eventually get to a title shot against Kamara Usman? Do you kind of see this as prep as you take on these wrestlers in the division? Oh, a hundred percent. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind the test. You know what I mean? I don't mind me throwing my myself out there with a style. So in the beginning, it was, it was so worrisome. You know, when I fought Ellenberger, when I fought Hendricks, even Roy McDonald, I was so worried about the wrestling because it was still fairly new to me and I was still learning the wrestling, right? MMA wrestling is obviously different than you know, college wrestling and things like that, or even Olympic wrestling, but still it was, I was, it was so worrisome for me. And now I'm not worried about it at all. Um, I'm confident 
in my takedown defense, having these guys around me. Um, it was just a, a mindset switch that I had to have my last fight and I should have made that happen in the adjustment in between rounds, but I didn't, but I'm ready for this one. And I'm glad I'm back at it again soon. Uh, you know, after that last fight. So I'm glad I'm jumping in and getting another fight this year, but it is, I, I do see this as prep for the title and they're running out of guys to throw it. Usman, you know, he's beat everybody so far. You know, he's beat Leon Edwards. He's fought, uh, uh, Vicente Luque, um, everybody except for me. So, mm. Working my way up, man. They're going to have to give him somebody fresh sometime. And it's going to be me. You, you kind of sound like you got a fire lit up, um, under you after this Gilbert Burns fight. Like, you keep thinking about that moment, the fight, the fact that he kind of held you down. And why didn't I do this? And why didn't I do that? It feels like you got a bit of fire under you going oh, yeah. into this one. And it looks like you really want to just get back in there and try and sort of, I suppose, almost kick into action some of the stuff that you learned from this Burns experience. 100%. It did light a fire in me, man. And um, not only that, my dad lit a fire in my behind, too, after that fight. He jumped on me. It was so funny, man. Uh, of course, it was scary watching him jump. But we, as soon as we got back to the hotel, he laid into me. Bob, you should have, you know, why did you let him take you down? Why did you let him hold it down? You didn't work the game plan. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Pops. But um, he lit a fire in me. And that, and that, in return, you know, makes me, you know, pick it up. It makes me fired up. Last thing I want to do is disappoint my pops, man. He's been there with me and sacrificed so many years mm. and time and, um, you know, abuse, really. I mean, the guy is shuffling around. His elbows hurt from the years of mitt work that I've done with him. Um, you know, he's 66 years old, so still crushing him. I'm trying to keep up with him, but I don't want to disappoint him. So uh, that's what lights me up. That's what fires me up. And, and again, like I said, that, that really is. I know Bilal he's notorious for shooting and he's notorious for taking guys backs and submitting dudes. So his wrestling's good. His takedown defense against D Damian Maya was on point. I thought that was a really exciting fight. I love that fight and hats off to him for the defense that he had because D Damian Maya is scary, mm -hmm. scary guy that when he gets a hold of you and he was so cool, he was so cool out there. Uh, Bilal was so yeah, I want to go out there and test, test it, you know, against somebody like him, get back out there. Let's do it again. I think he's the perfect, uh, you know, matchup for what you want to show in this one as well. I think that's what kind of makes it an exciting fight. And also, it's interesting talking about prep for like Kamar Usman and stuff, but it's like you don't even know if Kamar Usman will still be around. Like if you if you need another couple exactly. more wins, right, he's talking about kind of like making the most of this career and money fights. And people are like, dude, just go to middleweight. And he's like, well, I don't want to fight Israel. So we'll see. We'll see if Usman's even around when you, you know, <laughs> when you are due for that title shot. Uh, but anyway, speaking of fights... Don't fight with your razor when shaving your nuts anymore. That has to stop. Don't be, you know, in the shower, stretching out your junk, making it look like a bloody bat wing. Uh, just trying to get smooth for this Australian summer. Use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the best grooming tool on the market. No more chopped balls, no more your junk looking like a fight of the night performance uh, with its skin safe technology. All sorts of different razors and guards for different lengths and textures. It's got the LED light, 7,000 of RPM power. You've got the travel lock so it doesn't go off in your bag. It's waterproof for ease. It's a wireless charging uh, dock station. What more could you want? It's the pound for pound greatest grooming tool. You don't have to just use it on your junk. You can trim your beard with it, your mustache. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you want the, uh, you know, 
let me uh, let me smash a bit of the look. You want to shave off your mustache? You can do that with the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, and also, with Christmas around the corner, it makes for a fantastic gift. Why not get a couple? Why not for yourself, for maybe, uh, I don't know, your friends? Christmas made easy. Thanks to Manscaped, we've got a juicy promo. And the Performance Package 4.0 comes with the Lawnmower 4.0. It comes with the Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. you got the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, the Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant Moisturizer and toner, free underwear, and a free bag to keep everything in there. Uh, great deal if you ask us, isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. I mean, the older you get, the more you think about Santa Claus and the fact that if he has to make all those houses, he's got to have a, a smooth pair of balls to do it. Mm. Manscaped, you could technically look at it from the perspective of uh, there wouldn't be a Christmas without Manscaped. So jump on today, use the code word submission, get 20% off and free shipping right now and uh, have the best holiday season ever thanks to Manscaped. And I mean, one of the key things, Cass, with a good holiday season is having some cash in your pocket to splash for all the people that you love, all your loved ones, the, the girlfriend, the other girlfriend, the other <laughs> other girlfriend, and then there's the girlfriend on the side mm. that, you know, takes money through Vimeo and you got to send it to her but you never really met her, but she says she's real, but she's not quite really real. But the photos look real, but they also look like photos of other people's profiles and there's many, many copies of them across it. Anyway, let's not talk about it right now. There's only one place to go to make that money and that is my bookie. I mean, man, even this weekend, there are some crazy fights coming up. Obviously, Stephen Thompson, Bilal Muhammad, man, that is going to be a great one. You could potentially make a bit of money on that one too. You've got UFC 269 coming up. So many great bets to put down. Why not get ready for that? Even this weekend, Misha Tate is back. you got Michael Chiesa. He's back. Why not get ready for it right now? Go to my bookie today and sign up. And you could double your first deposit with a code word submission. Jump on, use the code word submission, get yourself ready because it's going to be a crazy betting season towards the end of the year. And there's only one place to do it at my bookie. Code word submission, double your first deposit, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with our friends at my bookie cast. That's right. Get Richard Die trying. Uh, also, you mentioned Misha Tate. She's taking on Ketlin Vieira this week. And uh, the big question is, where are you going to watch the fights? You could watch it from the comfort of your own home. Or if you want to get out and about, maybe have a few pints with the lads or the missus, maybe grab a free palm or not free, maybe grab a palm, a meal, have your lunch and watch the fights at the same time. Uh, fantastic idea. But then normally you would have to call around to pubs and say, hey, are you showing the fights? How many screens? Is the audio? Is the comment? commentary. No more with our good friends at Match Pint. I'll show you right now on my phone. You whip out the Match Pint app. You scroll through UFC 269 Oliveira Poria. We're not quite there yet. Here we go. UFC Fight Night Vieira Tate. Yep. So you click into that one. It's going to show you a whole bunch of bars in your area. I've been uh, a sneaky rascal and I've changed my location to New South Wales just so that you guys can see, you know, we've got a lot of uh, friends in New South Wales. Here we go. Spy Bar Jessamond. Let's have a look. All right. It's so rated 3.9. And there you go. So you can see it's open till 11 o'clock. You got photos, 11 screens, serves food, Wi-Fi, garden, pet friendly. Fantastic. What more could you want? And then also you've got the offers. Check it out. Free pint of Guinness. So Match Pint giving you all the awesome uh, information right at your fingertips. Match Pint, your best friend for sports. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. Download the Match Pint app today by clicking the link down below. And it's just really great, not only for the UFC, like if you're an NBA fan like myself, it's so hard to find a place to watch mm. a good game of NBA. 
It's just like you download it. We've had people hit us up about it. You download it. It's in your phone. And when you and the mates are talking about, hey, what can we do on the weekend? What sports can we watch? You're the guy that finds the pub. You're the guy that gets the offers. And we all know those mates that never can quite find a, the right place, always ruin everything. Mm. Stop them from ruining your plans. Thanks to Matchpoint. Yeah, they must be stopped. Uh, but Stephen, go back to you, man. Uh, we're talking about Usman a second ago. I am curious, though, uh, with Usman, what did you think of that Covington fight that happened um, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good fight. Colby Covington can say what he wants to say. I mean, you know, obviously, every, every, you know, the Colby fans and stuff, so, oh, he won it. But, you know, I thought Usman, I, I, I thought Usman was actually going to go out there and finish him. You know, seeing his last few fights, he's just been finished. He, filmed, he finished Burns, you know, he finished Masvidal. And you've seen his progression. You haven't seen a whole lot from Colby, you know, in the recent years because he, he just hasn't been active. But man, Colby put on a show, dude. Th those guys are great. And it's like, kind of like that kryptonite for Colby. You know, Usman is. He's just like, he's, he's, he's good to beat everybody, but that one guy, you know what I mean? Um, do I believe that he could beat Usman? I still think he could do it on a good day. And he's still a force to be reckoned with, Colby Covington is. So, um, that's still another guy that I got could possibly be fighting to be facing to my goal is just to outlast everybody. I'm just going to live longer than everybody. <laughs> I'm going to be 50 when I fight for the title again to, you know, I'll fight for it again. I'll, I'll hold the title for a while. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, give it to somebody else and then fight at age 50. I'm, you know, and, and lover to share is my inspiration. That dude's what? 43 or something like that. Mm. And won the title. Heck yeah. I thought you were going to say Ric Flair I is the inspiration. Just yeah. Keeps <laughs> You're from Carolina. <laughs> Carolinas, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ric Flair man. over there, dude. <laughs> mm. Simpson, uh. Simpsonville Ric Flair. Just quickly, before we get the prediction from you, man, um, obviously Nick Diaz is back in the division. I don't know if you saw, but he kind of like put his hand up to replace Jorge on social media, but it didn't really follow through to anything, of course. But I'm wondering, like, uh, if things do go to plan against Bilal, do you think it might be finally time to make this Nick Diaz, uh, Stephen Thompson fight a reality? Because there will be a lot of spinning shit in that fight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 100%. I think we should just have a battle of nunchakus. Or is that Ooh. Nick? That might be Nick. Nick Nick was like the better of the nunchakus of the bunch. Mm -hmm. mm. So like my bow staff versus nunchaku, nunchucks, it would be a battle of who's the better ninja. You know what I mean? Nick Diaz, it's gotta, we got to make that happen. I go out there and you know win this fight. Come on, Nate. You know, uh, I'll be ready to go. You'll be ready to go. My people can talk to your people. Let's make this happen. That would be cool. I would love to face Nate. So Nate, Nate is the number one preference over Nick right now. Because the uh, Nick, uh, Nick uh, Diaz fight would be a lot of fun as well, man. A lot of fun. It would be, yeah. but I don't know what it was. After that last fight, what was he talking about? Mm. After, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I was, like he wasn't really wanting the fight or something his management or something made the fight happen and he didn't know about it or i don't know what he was saying but it didn't kind of it didn't make sense really um so it just kind of got me scratching my head after that last fight like what was he talking about you know i think before the fight as well before the fight people were like what's going on and then he fought and yeah. the first 
like 30 seconds. Didn't look good at all. But then he turned it up. We're like, oh, wow, shades of old old Nick. I think I see your point, though. I think at this point, Nate is kind of the more uh, – it would hold it would hold more a win over him at this point, especially after what happened yeah. in, the, in the Leon Edwards fight. Uh, but I was going to ask you, so as we let you go, man, what is what is the official prediction for the Balal Muhammad fight on December 18th, 19th here in Australia? Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But I don't make predictions. Yeah. If a knockout happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just visualize my hand being raised and having a great time out there with Bilal Muhammad. We're gonna have, we're gonna put on a show. Co- Hopefully, we're coming in. I'm not sure, but um, put on a show, man. I'm gonna have my hand raised at the end of this fight. Hug my man Bilal. We'll have, we'll go have a a drink afterwards. <laughs> are, you, are you gonna be on this podcast before or after the fight? That'd be pretty cool if you were on before mm. two guys that are actually gonna fight and then being on you know, be his cool, podcast. I think that's unprecedented. That would be cool. And I'm what do you sorry, even talk Bilal, about? I, what are you really gonna do? I don't know, what it? are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I really tried. If you're listening, I was really trying to get on. I don't know what happened to my phone. It just wouldn't work. Sounds but like mind gotta, games going into the fight, Steven. Sounds mm. like mind games. Get the man. <laughs> Nothing more frustrating than a bad than a bad web connection when you try uh. to go with Zoom. And by the way, hopefully Tenacious D get the business in order and finally uh, do this song live for you as you walk right? out. Well, everybody's got to get back on the petition. I think we kicked it off on your last appearance on this show and all the fans need yeah. to get onto Tenacious D. That would be an absolutely iconic experience for everybody involved. But guys, make sure to subscribe to Steven's YouTube account where you can check out the What's Up Everybody podcast, the awesome vlogs, the pay-per-view watch-alongs, the breakdowns, the Technique Tuesdays, and lots more. It's really a must-follow for all MMA fans. And of course, check out the fight, Steven. We appreciate you staying up late just to speak to us. It's always an honor, my friend. Man, the honor and pleasure is all mine, my brother. Always love hanging out with you guys. I love the energy, man. You guys have a great night. Love y'all, man, and we'll catch y'all later.